Hello, hello, and welcome to Is This Really For Kids, a podcast where I, your host, Thea Touchton, decide is this piece of media really suitable for children. We are continuing our insatiable journey this week, and yeah, I would say that this show is definitely more probably for like a teenager and definitely like a more mature teenager, not one that is, I guess, maybe like going to try to copy the main character because it is definitely a flawed maid character, but... I know there was a lot of controversy about this show, but I really, I really liked it, honestly. I think it's a very interesting show, a very real portrayal of what the experience of an eating disorder is like, and that can teach empathy to those who are not struggling with it. Um, before we get further into it, I would like to say a couple of things. I am an ambassador for Project Heal, which is a foundation that helps people afford their eating disorder treatments. They help raise funding for that because eating disorder treatments can be like a hundred grand, which is very expensive and it's not always a thing. I'm like just a little bit shy of my goal of 500. I'm at like 412 now. So I would love a donation if you feel so inclined because that helps people and I think also makes me covering the show a little bit better and you know, just, I would definitely encourage you and I'll leave the links below to go to Project Heal and learn more about eating disorders and how you can help and even if you want to join the team. So when we last left Patty, she has killed Stella Rose. She ran over her twice, apparently accidentally, and she killed two people in a night. To be fair, Stella Rose was going to stage that Patty had killed herself due to Bob in order to enact her revenge and make him look like a criminal. He really believes that, well, Bob believes that him and Patty are connected because he has been saved by her twice. Which is honestly a very hopeful message because I think that happens a lot in suicide that there is like a lot of the same people keep coming up like people it's like nice for people to be saved and I know people go with like the emotional responsibilities of that and how that can be damaging but I think it's more important to save a life you know personally that's just me. So then the other Bob Armstrong and Coral they're trying to hook up but Bob is not interested into it because again he is a homosexual and in the southern town I guess they're having a really hard time processing that. Roxy uses the Coralie and Bob affair to kind of take her revenge on Bob Armstrong. Stella Rose is not where she was, but Roxy also hasn't heard from Stella Rose and Bob's trunk falls open in the forest with Christian's corpse in it and these pigs eat all of the body, so it's going to be fine apparently. Somehow Bob is like just taking this in stride. I guess dealing with a murder cover-up is easier than choosing between Bob and Coralie because he is, I'm assuming, a bisexual. And Patty lies and says that she didn't see Magnolia. Magnolia was supposed to meet, but somehow she's not showing up somehow. And Roxy ends up winning the pageant contest. And Bob is honestly like, be happy. Honestly, you're not good at this because it's, you know, sometimes a shallow world. But Patty wastes all the food because she puts soap in it so that she will like throw up. But it is like a severe... I always wonder if like we think about that, like the food waste. Like, and I wonder if... Maybe putting that uh, ecological cause on anorexics if they could understand that, right? And that would maybe be, be more valuable than looking this way or if our society really is so shallow about looks. Like, and I do feel like there is like a very intense pressure 
on that, and it sucks because I think there are so much more things important, but we are people ruled by the way that we view image, which is very awful. Um, Patty ends up being a runner-up. She's been lying about her dis- eating disorder. Brick really likes Patty. She ends up, like, eating out of the trash, which to me is, like, so bad, and she just feels like nothing can help her, which obviously is not true, but I understand the feeling. And she is so sad because she feels like she has nothing, that the crown was her future, and that she's broken, and Bob is like, you know, like, don't talk about yourself like that. Like, that's not okay, you know? Like, there's so much more than that. And Magnolia is found then, but we also find that Roxy is dead in her lounge. Patty has nightmares of Stella, and they legitimately scare me. But anyway, the police review... Everybody at the pageant, Magnolia is suffering from short-term memory loss. She doesn't really understand where she was after the fight with her own father. The officer is the same man who Bob has had, like, a tryst with in a steam room. Patty confesses that she's throwing up but still hides her eating disorder, which is sad. Bob realizes that Patty couldn't have killed Roxy as there were, like, pastries she didn't eat afterward. They crushed the car that Christian had... Regina is selling a version of the Tampazel in prisons. The pageant board does not want to award anyone the crowd. They're afraid of what the public will say. And so they're going to like throw a memorial to show all the pageant girls successful and to prove also that Patty didn't kill Roxy. And Coralie finds footage of a drunken Magnolia being foolish to a news reporter, which proves that, you know, she couldn't have killed Roxy due to the timing. Also, one of my favorite bits about Virginia selling the Tam Pazzles is that they could have been Jizzles. <laughs> but so there's no pageant crown, there's no scholarships, no one will be going to state, which is awful. Her one friend comes back, you know, and admits that she was like enabling her eating disorder refuses to like binge with her. The pageant is kind of under all of this like sexist anti-feminist stuff uh, and they're really trying to turn Roxy's death around. So they sing We Are the World at Roxy's funeral. A lot of people didn't come. I love that they rap in the middle of a dead girl's pop song. It's just fun. Dixie returns but she gets run over by the Wienermobile and they crown Patty for the pageant. Congratulations, Patty. Patty gets kind of upset at Brick, who's like, thinks his parents are the worst, and she thinks, you know, it's better to have them than not have them. She finally goes to an eating disorder group. Patty also meets her father, Gordy. Uh, I think they both steal donuts from cancer kids and they laugh, which proves that they're related. <laughs> like I said, dark, funny show. So she is trying to overcome her compulsive body disorder obsession. So they try to find Patty a temporary sponsor. You know, it's not something, this eating disorder, they say, you know, it's not something that's going to heal fast. And they're going to have to work through, like, physical hunger and emotional hunger. But it's such a huge accomplishment. And honestly, I'm really proud of Patty. I'm about to get lost because it's about to get wild always as they're, as they do in TV show. Um, meanwhile, Magnolia is kind of freaking out because of her memory loss, which is very traumatic. And she doesn't have any friends and she really needed Roxy, but now Roxy's dead. Dixie, like, you know, requests Bob's help for suing the wiener truck that ran over her for 70 million. He says that his car was stolen. Then Bob kind of gets outwitted because he says that, you know, like he, Dixie was jaywalking, which broke the rules. Uh, I don't know that a life deserves to be paralyzed just because of that, but I guess, like, that's just, like, the safety things. But then 
it is revealed that the taco driver was not wearing his most up-to-date glasses, which then makes him, again, at fault, because that is what he has to do for driving. And now, Dixie owns Wiener Tacos. We also find out that Patty's grandmother had a restraining order against her dad because her dad, like, molested her mom when she was a teenager, which is, like, super terrible and, like, maybe a reason for a lot of Patty's mental health issues and everything, like... Explains a lot, but a a tough one. So dad steals this motorbike and took Patty and is like stealing money and it's just awful. And he just blames that, you know, like, oh, all of these like causes and conditions are just due to your like messed up mom, even though he is like absolutely responsible for messing her up. And Patty gets super mad and just realizes that he is to blame for problems and she shoves him in a rage which accidentally makes him fall to death and she panics and she makes up a suicide note and texts it to everybody uh which is not great magnolia is kind of hesitant about going to an all-black school which feels like internalized racism brick also is unable to go to college because his grades are very bad So Coralie is divorcing Bob, so he's now single, and Brick helps him find another couple at a swinger event, even though he doesn't really find one. Patty isn't really taking more from sponsors, so Regina and Coralie go and take Wiener Taco to help endorse Bob for mayor. Patty is slipping out about her Nana that you know, like, they needed to talk about, like, her own insecurities about the relationship with her father, and she keeps, like, hallucinating him and seeing him call Patty a bad seed for what she did. Patty's mom comes back with a new boob job from Brazil, and Patty sees that there's, like, a fat sister doing a charity event, and, you know, he's thinking Patty has had an easy pass because she's pretty, but it, you know, she confesses that it was never that simple, and that's not what Patty's struggle was. So then Bob gets all mad about Coralie sponsoring the other Bob and decides that he's going to run for mayor too and Patty's mom is going to help be the campaign manager for Bob. And then it finds out that Gordy is not even her dad due a paternity test and she's killed her anyway. So this is... Ah... This is going to get complicated as Bob is running for mayor, as he has also just helped cover up some murders, so not ideal. Not ideal. So Nani becomes a cop and wants to just dig into what happened to Magnolia to help her memory. The cop costume doesn't fit Patty, but Brick is really cool about it. Magnolia is called Dory because of her memory, which is sad. Apparently Dixie has 11 toes, a third nipple, and a birthmark of a butt on her butt. A wild. So then Bob Barnham's campaign is financed by Bob's own father, who says that he's doing it to protect Bob because he's too fragile, and he reveals that his mother died due to suicide. Like, she had committed suicide, unfortunately, and he was protecting Bob from herself, and it was- the dad, like, literally was trying to do conversion therapy. Very messed up person, but his mom didn't die of cancer- She died because she was bipolar, had a low moment, and killed herself, and Bob makes this beautiful choice of giving over his gun to Patty's mom because he doesn't want to make the same mistake, which is just beautiful. The end of generational trauma is always something that is just amazing, you know what I mean? Patty, you know, covers up about Christian 
Magnolia's death because she's very scared that Magnolia is going to remember. So she texts her from Christian's phone and lies about what happened. Patty then also sees that Brick and Magnolia are kissing, which is, I think, kind of devastating, but she has to get punished for her evil deeds somehow, you know. Also, Dixie, it is revealed that... Regina isn't her adoptive mother, it's her kidnapper. So that is not okay that Regina has kidnapped this poor um, AAPI woman baby and like stole from their family, which is just awful. So Regina definitely belongs in jail, um, probably named after Regina from Mean Girls because that is what it is. So poor Magnolia is feeling like she has just like no community and she just feels alone. Also Dixie is revealed to be Korean, not Chinese. And yeah, the reason Brick was kissing Magnolia is because he wanted to prove that he's a good kisser. And he's also just kind of fresh with Patty because Patty never asked him about him. And Patty, however, because she's in the midst of her eating disorder and needs healing probably before she can engage in a relationship, she thinks Bricks just likes her Magnolia because she's thinner. And Bob is still just kind of dealing with the fact that his mom killed himself herself and like left his son behind. And if he had killed himself, he would have left his son behind too. And he just realizes that, you know, he's always been on his own side. He just didn't really know how to show up. I guess a lot of people think insatiable is fat shaming and that's the reason why for its eating disorders. And I will say that insatiable just mirrors a culture that does that. It's just very, very interesting because it's like, Mm, you're gonna talk about fat shaming, but all of your leads are only this number of sizes, right? Look only this way. Like, I think Insatiable is just giving you a deeper insight of like what the anorexic's mind thinks like, and that does have a lot of fat shaming elements, unfortunately. And I think there's a lot of shame in fat people, which is so weird because at one point, at one point there was a huge shift in culture, right? Because there's all of these pictures of you know the wealthy the people who were deemed beautiful worthy and rich of them being fat so at one point it just all shifted somehow and we're pretending like it's always been this way when it hasn't which is very very odd i think part of it is on the fear of people thinking that there's an overpopulation of the planet thus encouraging people to eat less be thin be more obsessed with this even though i feel like the obsession with beauty is backfiring on that way because now it's not only making not enough food for the planet or like food waste it's also you're contributing to the beauty product waste because how many beauty products are in plastic but yeah we can get into all that on my theories <laughs> bob has this kind of realization that patty is similar to his mom and that's maybe why he was connected to her now that Dixie owns the Wiener Taco, she's decorating it all like K-pop. Patty hooks up with Dixie's biological brother as, you know, uh, Brick is kissing Magnolia. And Patty's mom ends up quitting for Bob because that job was ending up being more important than her daughter. And she just finally realizes that, which is really nice and healing in their relationship. Someone has a YouTube channel where they're talking seriously about farts and I'm just like, I love it. Amazing. Patty is all stressing out because this dress doesn't fit and Bob is really concerned about it. And the pageant girls bully Kat, Patty because they think she is the killer who killed Roxy. They like start a rumor that Patty's father is supposed to be in like the Philippines and is like a gang member and like everyone will get beat up so that she can get the crown. And her friend Nani is writing an expose in the pageant world 
using dildos to take men down, you know, how it is, feminism and everything. They kind of use Patty the pageant killer as her angle, and Bob is getting this good shot with this gay trainer guy, which is awesome. Patty's mom's boobs contain some things from Brazil, and Patty tries to, like, admit in her pageantry that, you know, that she is facing adversity, which is kind of a terrible answer due to, like, the fact that, you know, she's a murderer and some of the adversity she's facing, I think, is due to her sociopathic tendencies. Brick is good at magic, which is pretty cool. Patty is realizing, you know, that she has to be honest. She has to choose recovery. And Bob definitely has, like, a savior complex going on with this whole relationship, which is very interesting. She got third runner-up, and she was exceptional, so the coach, like, accepts on her behalf. And... Bob's dad came to the pageant and is finally proud of him and, you know, says that he should be mayor. Bob moves back into the house because Coralie doesn't really like to be alone by herself. Patty is fighting her mom's, like, attackers. There's, like, all these hired attackers on her, I think, probably due to some of the stuff that she is dealing with. She pushes away Dixie's biological brother because she doesn't want to continue a long-distant relationship. And also, I think, just doesn't want to get him involved in her mess. There's an exploded car float. The winner is the one who was trying to, I think, like, hire all the killers. So Patty is in prison because they think that she's, you know, behind all the killings, which she is. And due to the things that she has done, she is in prison. Bob can't take her case because he's running for mayor. They do a bunch of, like master debater jokes with each other but Bob doesn't get why it's funny and I don't really believe that he's that stupid. This season wasn't as good for me as the first one. I do like the twist ending that's coming up but we'll talk about that in a second. So Bob kind of tries to satisfy Patty with prison pageants because Patty is threatened with life and Bob is starting to realize that you know she doesn't really care about the people that she killed. Um, meanwhile Coralie and Bob are like dividing their whole house. Uh, Patty escapes. I will say some of the critiques for this show have been, especially in season two, that there was a lot of unnecessary plot lines and that the characters aren't very developed. I will say that the characters definitely, I think, lose themselves more in the season two and they start to become kind of like archetypes and metaphors, which doesn't super bother me. I would say like almost everybody else is like kind of metaphoric and loses themselves besides maybe Patty and Bob, who I think are like the strongest written but yeah so patty escaped because she got her suits dry cleaned which i think took off the evidence and then cora lee pretends to have sex but the other bob kind of like faints at the side of blood and they just like they like fuck one time bernard is also draining the swamp because people talk about draining it and they want someone to like physically do it which is not great because obviously the body of christian is there Cora Lee ends up getting pregnant from that one time having sex due to their like line rage thing, which is puts her in an awkward situation. And I kind of agree that the plot line with them and stuff, like it's not what we're interested in. We're interested in uh, Patty killing like all of these people, like losing herself to this insatiable taste for murder now, not just like the eating disorder. And uh, I know like the creator was talking about how this show was about like a gap that's like never to be filled, which I feel like that is kind of brought into the season, but it definitely loses it. And apologies in advance because my notes also reflect that it's not very good. And it seems like a lot of people dropped off around where my notes aren't so great because I think it's just kind of hard to pay attention as they're... 
it just got like too fanciful which I feel like a lot of teenage shows do they're like we have to take it to all of these heights so we're gonna make them do all of these crazy things but it like takes you out of it because it becomes so unrealistic. So then Bob gets kidnapped by a detective who's obsessed with him and the just like cock blocking. So they're making her get an abortion and somehow that is not very murdery, but it is what it is, but it's kind of awful. So Patty lies to Bob and says that, you know, he killed all of the guys and they don't want to drain the link because she wouldn't be able to get into college with that on her record. So she kind of bribed to get evidence against Bob. It's pretty sad. Magnolia is doing this halftime show at her dad's political event called Black Girl Magic, which I just love the concept of, honestly. I want to see it in real life. And, you know, Patty, and she's gotten a lot of criticism. Like, they're like, oh, all these people are just, like, blaming their adults for their traumas and, like, doing things because of that. And it's like, actually, that is how a lot of people live their lives today, sir. And if you do not like that, that might be because you are the adult that caused the person pain. And I and I will just say to an extent, you can't, like, live in that. You can't con continually be trapped by, like, the fact that your parents didn't love you or things that happened in the past because every day you have a new choice to make the right decision. But understand that it can be hard if you were not equipped with like healthy tools when you were raised and obviously there's no class to be a parent there are books and obviously so many endless resources now to help one become a parent but that does not mean that somebody's parent did it or had that part of their life figured out or their stuff figured out like I think part of this is part of the system since there is like kind of an abortion storyline here brought by Alyssa Milano by that, which is very interesting. She's got a big like deal in the Me Too play too. But like with the whole abortion thing, it's like because we're not we're not dealing with the fact that kids are not just property or necessarily maybe even like, I mean, I think it's like it is your right to choose to have a kid, but I think that there should be more guidelines in having it or more help if somebody is not a good parent to a kid because it kind of all ties legally onto the parent being in charge of their kid and like some parents like allow their kids to be sexually abused in their care and don't care about it and which is just like wild and then the government too when somebody is a kid in the government is not necessarily like helping them either so it's just uh, a little bit awful but yeah so patty is just you know wishing she had better parents we see nani flirting with the tour guide and nani is starting to get suspicious about how you know the texts are like christian bob has a video you know and he thinks he's being like accused they find like stella rose has been kidnapped and coralie helps her get out stella rose you know asks coralie not to tell her because she needs a fresh start regina is really mad at bob that he ruined life and that got her into jail because she was the one having the affair with brick and she was like an older woman which is like not okay brick is also meanwhile trying to be like a social media star like there's just a lot of wacky stuff going on that we lose kind of the juiciness like I think it needed to kind of like change and maybe drop these other characters points. Regina's enemies bought because she went to bed and he told everybody and I think she also either either Regina or Patty's mom got syphilis from having a lot of sex which is not ideal not ideal. So then they give Bob cocaine I think on Stella Rose's revenge for paying money for his kid. Patty's mom fights Detective Piscali and they br they break up after debate. He wins. He kisses Bob's mom. Nani kisses the tour guide but finds Christian's phone. 
Stella Rose tries to kill Patty and then Patty ends up killing her. Don't know who should have lost on that one. I mean, Stella Rose definitely had some problems, but Patty is now like a legitimate serial killer, which I think people got really mad because they're like, having an eating disorder doesn't mean that you're going to be a serial killer. But obviously it's like a heightened thing because I will say like from my mom sharing things and even just the sheer things that my mom did to me and when I was a child, when she was suffering for her eating disorder, like an eating disorder can make you very selfish. Obviously, too, you're starving. You're not going to be like your brain doesn't have the nutrients to have empathy and stuff like it's a bigger complex problem. But I think this is like an exaggeration of that of like somebody who has an eating disorder is becoming so selfish. So with like image and stuff, like one of my mom's famous examples is that she would bake cookies for everybody and then feel better than other people because all of the other people succumbed and ate a cookie whilst she didn't, right? Like not, like just, it's mental illness, right? So while it's not necessarily the same as like serial killing, you know, there is like a similar thought pattern of like selfishness and doing things for the addiction joy. Also, somebody could have like with mental illnesses, like you can have them layered. Like she could have been having an eating disorder as well as struggling with serial killing, you know, which is not good. We've already kind of seen her struggle with schizophrenia talking to people who are not there. And I'm assuming like starving your body, you're making yourself at risk for more mental illnesses, right? Because your mind is just working harder and doesn't have the supply to work normal. Bob is dating Patty's mom and then Patty ends up binging for a day. Nani tells the pastor about Christian's phone and the pastor is doing this weird thing where he like touches people and the mom says like, you know, get your hands off, which is I think good. Like it's very, very, everybody in this town is flawed and that was also something that the show wanted to take. And I, I don't mind having like a lot of flawed people and it being a show about that. Like I don't think you, everybody needs to always be likable, especially in the dark humored context that the show is in. Nani doesn't think that Christian had his phone after he disappeared. Bob didn't even realize Magnolia blacked out for two days, which is really great parenting. There's an evil twin coached by a spy coach and then the evil twin, and there's also the evil twin, like there was a dead twin on the float that Patty messed up. So because of that, Magnolia is running as Miss American Lady and Kinetic kind of bought her way in. Brick becomes an influencer because he eats a cookie with his shirt off. Uh, it's that easy for some people. Magnolia uh, does the magic trick and then in that remembers, has like a triggering memory and remembers what Patty did to Christian. Patty has Bob drag the body across state lines and she like loses the luggage, just doing all of these murderous deeds. And Patty, you know, lies to Magnolia and says, you know, that she, took her side and that was like what being a lady is like. And so Magnolia is not going to keep, not going to tell her secret about like what she did to Christian is going to keep it because she was like helping Magnolia. So she thinks that Bob is soulmate. They blame Regina as the pageant killer, but she ends up framing Bob who gets arrested as Patty wins. And Patty, you know, is visiting him and is like going to say that she's going to turn the ball and try to try to blame it on Regina again. But Patty really likes killing and she thinks that if she can blame the thing on Regina, she could get a show with Bob. But we never see that plot line come to occur because the season got canceled because, I mean, there were a lot of critics that were upset and upset by the show. And I just like, it's very interesting. I feel like some people just like, 
don't understand a joke or and I think it is hard to do there are not enough fat positive shows so to do a show really showing the inner monologue of somebody who is anorexic I think makes people very uncomfortable like they're like wait where's the positive one and I agree with people like there does need to be a show with more body inclusivity and like maybe more on that and maybe hey maybe I'll develop something but yeah I think that I think that the second season of the show just really didn't have it and I don't know if it tried to just like it let all of the critics get into its head essentially but I still really like the first season I still appreciate the show for what it was doing and I think the writer like did eight years on Dexter too which I think has I haven't seen a lot of Dexter but I can see the influence but anyway what did you think about this show um do you agree do you think that it is like not a good show I would definitely recommend in terms of like kids watching it that it's got to be a teenager I would probably say around like 16, 18 is maybe the ideal age for this show, um, for understanding, but you might have a 13 year old that you could have like a conversation with. And I think it is, I don't know, I think it's a really impactful show to have a discussion about eating disorders. And as always, if you'd like to help with eating disorders, again, I'm an ambassador for Project Heal. So if you would like to find out more about them, please feel to click on the link below and follow that and donate so that people can afford treatment because it's very, very hard. The media, I feel like, makes people have eating disorders and then there are very little companies um, besides like Project Heal doing things to help it. So, you know, we're in a mental health crisis, but the only way out is through it and building these resources and getting yourselves armed with that knowledge. Um, Obviously, if you are feeling suicidal or want mental health help, there are several phone numbers you can call. Just always Google like and know that help is out there. And yeah, because you wouldn't want to end up killing people, right? Because apparently that's the end of mental illness. I mean, it's just very funny some of the conclusions that people drew from the show that I think was like, it was obviously satire and comedy, but I teach their own, teach their own. But anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening. If you could do me a favor and follow all of my socials below. That would be much appreciated. Uh, Appreciate you so much for listening and hope you have a good rest of your day. Bye.